1: What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kazen. And uh, I think just like last time, I'm not sure if I started the podcast by apologizing, but I want to apologize to you, man, because I know I've been inconsistent with these podcasts. I've been lazy, first of all, but also focused on the YouTube channel, doing online classes, and again... Just being lazy, but I'm back finally got a moment of silence in this apartment uh my mother went to some like community event I guess they're gonna have fireworks this evening, so she wanted to go see that. I thought it would be a good idea to stay in the house and record this podcast. you know talk to you you know what I'm saying i'm I'm here to talk to you today, and today uh I really Just want to talk about ups and downs. That's the theme of uh, this podcast today. You know what I'm saying? Ups and downs. Good and bad. Easy and difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because I think... I think, and actually I know, in life we all experience ups and downs. We all experience highs and lows. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's natural. And the older I get, the more... The more I realize it's natural. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was younger, man, like 16, 17, 18 years old, I kind of wanted nothing but happiness and good feelings all the time. You know, I kind of lived in this little, like a little bubble, kind of expecting shit to just be good all the time. You know, they, trying to, like, I imagine a future in which life would really be that way, you know what i'm saying? Just fun, drugs, girls, video games all the time cuz that's <laughs> that was my life at 17, you know what i'm saying? So i kind of wanted that to last forever, but the truth is, the fact is like um life doesn't work that way. You know. You're going to have down times and um hard times and stuff like that. It's natural, you know what i'm saying? And I wouldn't say I'm having a downtime. I haven't had a legitimate downtime, in maybe, hmm, maybe six months, more or less. I'd say yeah, maybe six months, more or less. And so I'm not. I'm not here today to to. Uh, this isn't going to be a cry cast. It's a podcast. You know what I'm saying? I just. I've been feeling demotivated or unmotivated. I'm honestly not sure which one it is. Uh, I've been feeling a lack of motivation these past couple of days, just feeling kind of, I don't know, man, no energy, no uh, drive, kind of confused about things. There's a lot of uncertainty uh, in my life right now. So naturally I'm feeling kind of uh, down about that. And just so you know, when, When somebody says I'm feeling down, it means like I'm feeling, you know, I have no motivation. I'm feeling a little sad, a little blue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Not particularly good. You know, when you're feeling, we don't say I'm feeling high in the same context. Like when you say I'm feeling high, normally it's because you've been smoking weed or doing some other kind of drug. But when you say I'm feeling down, I, I mean, I guess you could say I'm feeling up but it's really not common. sounds strange. But when somebody says I'm feeling down, it means, you know, not feeling good. Uh, and obviously the opposite would be feeling good. Like I'm on a high. And that doesn't mean that you're on drugs in this context. It just means, um, how can I say? You're in a good moment. You, you know what I'm trying to say, man. Like when, just think of mountains and valleys. You know what I'm saying? When you go up, you're at the top. Everything feels good at the top. Life is good. You're feeling good. Things are all right. And then you go back down into the valley and you're at a low point in life and you're not feeling so good. You're not feeling uh, like things are the way that they should be, you know, and I've been feeling like that the last couple of days. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast today, kind of just to talk about it, like not my personal experience per se, just the idea of ups and downs, you know, uh the the older i get the more i realize like i said life is nothing but ups and downs you know what i'm saying it's it's ebb and flow it's never going to be one way all the time i don't think it should be you know what i'm saying that's how you get comfortable and complacent so i think it's good that you you experience both good and bad highs and lows positive and negative because it makes you appreciate both sides of the coin it makes you appreciate the 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 dynamics of of life right I mean it's like the the cliche you you can't appreciate happiness you can't appreciate good times without having had bad times right you know you can't appreciate a sunny day until it's been raining for six weeks that type of thing and although it's cliche, it's true I mean, cliches are cliches for a reason And uh, that one, in my experience, is definitely true And although it can it can feel shitty in the moment Like if you're going through some trouble Maybe you can't pay your rent Or maybe you're not, you know, motivated Or you're not interested in finishing uh university Maybe you can't find a job You know, your girlfriend left you Your dog died your mother died, or whatever, man, I mean, shit happens, and it feels like shit in the moment, but I think, I still think it's necessary, I kind of feel like, both good and bad times, as strange as this is going to sound, I think both good and bad times are kind of like, a series of, of tests, that, um, life or the universe or God whatever you believe in puts you through to see you know to see what you're made of or for you to show yourself what you're made of you know what I'm saying like I truly don't believe that you ever go through a particular situation that you're not capable of dealing with I just feel like it's a test and you can rise to the occasion or you can crumble and let it defeat you as your choice. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe that there's some magic man in the sky punishing you when you're going through some difficult time. I think it's a result of many things, your personal choices, you know, circumstances that you can't control, but all of that is connected in some way. And I think it's just placed in front of you as some kind of exam or a test. You know what I'm saying? And a test at the end of the day is kind of like it should be a learning experience, right? You go through the test, you get the answers, or you get the, the grade for the test, you get the results, and you see, okay, what do I need to work on? What can I learn from that experience? I feel like all experiences are like that, the good and the bad, the bad and the good, you know? So going back to what I was saying, like I think bad times are necessary, man. As much as they fucking suck, I'm trying to learn how to... uh Excuse me, I'm trying to learn how to genuinely appreciate times that I feel bad. And that probably sounds strange because it sounds strange when I hear myself say it, but I'm genuinely trying to do that because uh if you think about it, man, like at least in my personal experience, the people that I admire the most, the people that I look up to the most, you know, became who they are today based on not just the good things, but Their bad experiences. The difficulties they had to get through, the obstacles that they had to overcome, you know what I'm saying? That's what made them the strong, intelligent, reliable, admirable people that they are today. You know what I'm saying? The difficulties I've had in my personal life have made me who I am today. The difficulties you've had in your life have made you who you are today, just like the good times. So you kind of don't appreciate it in the moment, like I said, but it's still just adds another dimension to you as a person hopefully hopefully you know what I'm saying I think uh we all react differently to bad times and good times but I think how can I say this I think it's the one thing that we can control in life is how we react to those good and bad times you know what I'm saying And the way you react to things is extremely important for many reasons. You know, I was uh, back when I was like reading a lot more about psychology. uh, I can't remember where, but I was reading about this idea that your personality, who you are as a person is simply a multitude of like your reactions to your environment during your entire life. So, for example, you grow up in a particular neighborhood in a particular house with a particular family and you become the person you are based on the way you react to the world around you you know what i'm saying because i mean and think about it this way let's say you have a brother or a sister or brothers or sisters you all grow up in the same house with the same parents in the same neighborhood go to the same school and everything but by age 18 you're completely different people and I think it's because everyone reacts to the same things in a different way, you know? So I think that's something to think about, man. How do you react to down times, to bad times, negative shit? How do you deal with it? You know, are you the type of person that, you know, rises to the occasion and, and how can I say, confronts your difficulties head-on directly are you the kind of person to run from negativity, bad times, difficult stuff? Or somewhere in between, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's something to think about. And also, how do you react to the ups? You know, I'm not just the downs. I've been focusing a lot on the negative, but how do you react to the positive things in life, you know? What does appreciation mean to you, you know? How do you show appreciation? Because I think, like I said, you know, it, does, it really doesn't matter what you believe if you pray to a God or if you believe in spirits or just appreciate the universe or you believe in nothing. I think it's extremely important, man, to show appreciation. And it took me a long time to understand that, you know, because, I mean, I was raised, but I wasn't raised like, how can I say, my parents weren't millionaires, but I was raised in an upper-middle-class family with parents who spoiled both my sister and me. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, I took a lot of shit for granted. You know what I'm saying? I just assumed that shit was supposed to be given to me or done for me or whatever, just because that's literally how it was when I was a kid. And it took me you know, years after becoming an adult, a young adult, and living on my own for some time and just thinking about things analyzing my behavior and the way I think about things to to understand like I didn't appreciate shit when I was growing up and that lack of appreciation kind of can it can have a real negative effect not I mean like on your personal experience but also on your your relationships You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't show appreciation to the people in your life, as well as the things in your life, man, people don't want to do shit for you anymore. People don't want to be around you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes an ungrateful, selfish piece of shit, you know? So, and the universe doesn't either. God doesn't either. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. That's just what I believe. I'm not here to preach. That's just what I believe, you know? So, it's incredibly important to show appreciation for the good and the bad. And that's what I'm trying to learn to do is appreciate pain, appreciate suffering, appreciate difficult things because they make you who you are. And if you react properly, they make you even better. They make you stronger. They make you smarter, you know? At least in my experience. So, but like I said, I think it's natural man so if you're listening to this right now and maybe you are going through a downtime and i can give you some words of advice or encouragement i would say just keep pushing man as vague as that sounds it's probably bullshit advice you know because i heard myself say it and i was like nah that's bullshit but that's what I would say, you know, just keep pushing, man. And I can't tell you how to do that. I'm still learning how to do that. It's difficult sometimes, and it's easier on some days. It's more difficult on other days to just keep pushing. And what does keep pushing mean? It means, like, keep moving forward. Keep, keep, uh, just take step after step. Keep walking. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep fighting. You know what I'm saying? Keep pushing forward excuse me, but that's honestly as vague as it is, as simple as it is, as cliche as that might sound, that's what I would say to you, man, and you got to figure out how to do that for yourself, you know what I'm saying, I think a lot of people, myself included in the past, would look to other people for comfort, for motivation, for advice, and things like that, and that's okay, you know what i mean but i think it's so much uh more powerful and 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 useful when you can look inside inside yourself you know what i'm saying one of uh my english students is deeply involved in the idea the study of and the practice of mindfulness And mindfulness is basically, the way I understand it, being totally and completely self-aware. You know what I mean? Like, being aware of the way you're feeling in the moment, being aware of the way you breathe, the way that you react to certain situations, the things that you say, the food that you eat. You know what I mean? Being totally present. And uh, one of the most co- Let me put it in perspective One of the most common ways That you can be mindful Is meditation Most people When they think of Being present Or being mindful They immediately think of Meditation Like sitting on the floor With your legs crossed Humming chakras Or Humming What do they call it? Humming um, Shit I forgot But you know hum. Um, that's what people think of when they think of mindfulness. And that's one form of mindfulness because you do, you, you, you sit in a in a quiet place. You don't have to cross your legs. You don't have to sit on the floor. You can sit in a comfortable chair if you want to. But the idea is to sit and do nothing and literally just focus on your breathing. And there's different forms of mindfulness meditation, but I think that's the most basic. That's what I try to do. Even though I'm inconsistent with it. I'm, fuck, I'm inconsistent with everything, bro. You notice that? Fuck, man. Anyway, mindfulness meditation. You can just sit in a comfortable chair and you don't have to, but I recommend you close your eyes and you just focus on your breathing. I mean, nothing more. That's all you do. Just focus on the air entering and exiting your lungs. And although it sounds very simple, it's extremely difficult because what you're going to notice if you try this is almost immediately you sit down doing nothing with your eyes closed, just focusing on your breathing, which is already difficult just to focus on breathing You know, because then you start to try and control your breathing, which makes it even more difficult. But what you're going to notice is your mind is going to become much more active because it has nothing to do. I shouldn't say more active. It's going to become more agitated because it has nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? especially today, 2019, if you think about it, most of us, most of us are constantly doing something, constantly being exposed to something your cell phone, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, text messages, WhatsApp, whatever, or your computer, or Netflix, or even your book. I mean, something, you know, less electronic, but you're always doing something. You're working, you're with the family, you're cooking, you're walking, you're driving, you're on the bus, whatever. You're constantly doing something. So your brain more or less always has something to engage with. And then you sit down and you have nothing to engage with but yourself. In my experience, the brain gets a little agitated. You know what I'm saying? And then you hear thought after thought after thought and your mind just starts to wander. Not wonder, but wander. You know what I mean? Just travel with no destination. And it's interesting, man, because your my natural reaction is to interact with the thoughts, to follow the thought and see where it goes. And then I'm actively thinking, but I'm not supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be focusing on my breathing. You see what I'm saying? And then you'll notice that you're now focused on your thoughts and you're no longer focused on your breathing. You know, it's very easy to lose concentration. And I think that's part of the purpose of being mindful of meditation is to concentrate. You're training yourself to concentrate on one thing at a time. Because if you're concentrated on five, six, seven different things, more than likely, you're not doing any of them at 100%. But if you're focused on one thing, obviously you can do it at a much higher capacity. And this is different for different people and also different in general for different genders. You know what I'm saying? In my experience, women are much more capable of multitasking than men in my experience so shut the fuck up before you call me a sexist it's just my experience uh anyway what i was trying to say is (laughs) is uh the 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 objective is (laughs) the objective is to focus okay and um i mean i'm really getting off track here i'm supposed to be talking about ups and downs but just follow me follow me all right you're supposed to focus. So the way that you do that is to not interact with your thoughts because they're going to come. You're going to have thoughts, strange thoughts, random thoughts from nowhere that don't even really make sense. Like, why am I thinking about that right now? But you don't ask yourself that. You disengage. You detach yourself from your thoughts and you focus on your breathing. And if you lose your concentration and you find yourself thinking again, bring yourself back to center and focus on your breathing again, you know. And I would say in the beginning, do it for 60 seconds. Next week, do it for 120 seconds. Do that for two or three weeks and then do it for three minutes. You know what I'm saying? After a couple months, do it for four or five minutes because it's extremely difficult to focus on one thing, which is your breathing. And ignore the random thoughts that you're having. It's extremely difficult to do that for more than, you know, two minutes. At least for me. And obviously the more you do it, the easier it gets, I think, like everything else. But in the beginning, I would say just start small and take it slow. And what that will do for you is allow you to become much more mindful. Much more self-aware. Much more aware of your thought process the bullshit that you think sometimes that 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 brings you down. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us don't really think about that. Sometimes we're kind of confused. Why do I feel so sad? Why do I feel so negative, so unmotivated? Why do I feel so miserable? And a lot of times, man, you're the reason. Simply because of the way you, that you think about things. You know, a lot of times... We don't even notice how fucking negative we are or how susceptible to negative energy or vibes that we are. It's really, really, really easy to be negative or hateful or sad or get unmotivated about things. It's extremely easy if you're not paying attention. You know what I'm saying? So I think meditation or some some kind of form of meditation Is extremely helpful in becoming self aware. You know, you have to be aware of your thought process and the way that you think. And then you have to find a way to get control of it because if you can't control your thoughts and the way that you think, you'll never be in control of your life. And you'll literally just be on this roller coaster going up and down and up and down, and you're gonna have no idea why. You're not gonna understand it, and you're gonna think something's wrong with you or that god is mad at you or that life only life for you is this difficult and everyone else seems so happy and, and all this bullshit because you're just not paying attention so self awareness extremely important you know and to become self aware you have to spend time with yourself It's very difficult for some people, you know, to just be by themselves. Very difficult. I have a friend who struggles with this a lot, you know. She um, is constantly going from re- relationship to relationship, never single for more than a couple weeks, a month at the most. Constantly investing herself her time and her energy and her thoughts into somebody else or something else instead of focusing on herself you know running from herself I like to call it and it's understandable you know because excuse me it's understandable because a lot of us have like demons all of us have a dark side and many people are afraid of getting to know their dark side, dealing with their demons. You know what I'm saying? It can be it can be scary for people because once you get a taste of your dark side or your demons, hold on a minute. My dad's calling me. All right, I'm back. Um, forgot what I was saying though. Dark sides, dark sides. It can be scary for people to um, get in touch with their dark side because they're afraid of what they're going to find, you know? Some people find out that they're more evil than they imagined. Some people find out that they maybe have worse intentions than they ever imagined, you know? Some people find out that they're actually empty and they've been investing themselves in other people to feel fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? Like, to feel anything at all. And when they're by themselves, they just feel empty. They feel useless. They feel like they have no purpose. They don't like themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's very common and understandable to a certain extent. But I think the longer you run from yourself, the longer you you play that game with yourself, the worse it's going to be when you finally have to turn around and face yourself because you're going to have to do it at some point. You're gonna have to turn around and face yourself at some point. And I'm not trying to get super deep or dark here. I'm just saying all of this is related. This is life in English. (laughs) But nah, for real, this is life. Ups and downs are a part of life, man. And I think the ones who truly know how to manage their emotions, their reactions, their actions, not only in the good, but also the bad times are the people who are really in touch with themselves. The people who understand themselves well enough to know what to do in particular situations. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, that's what I think. (sighs) Excuse me. So getting back to the idea of mindfulness, which is the first step on the road to self-awareness and self-knowledge. Like I said before, you don't have to sit down and meditate like some monk in Tibet or something like that. You know, Nothing against monks in Tibet, I'm just saying. You don't have to do that if that's not for you. There's many ways, many different ways that you can meditate. You can go to the gym, it's a form of meditation. You're completely and totally focused and present in the gym, focusing on Lifting your weights or running on a treadmill or swimming in the pool or whatever it is you do at the gym, you're totally focused. Your mind and your body are focused on one objective and one objective only. Many people go to the gym because it helps them forget about the stress of their day or something that's pissing them off or maybe just because they like it. You know, they want to be healthy, they want to be in good physical shape. Whatever the reason, physical exercise is a form of meditation, like playing soccer for me is a form of meditation because you got to be 100% present in the moment focused on the game and whenever I'm playing soccer it's like I don't feel time pass nothing else matters in the world I'm not thinking about my problems I'm not thinking about other people I'm thinking about me and the ball and the 12 other people that are running around me you know focused on the same thing as me we're just here to play the game And that's all that matters right now And that's really what I think Mindfulness and meditation Are about Is being focused on whatever's in front of you Because that's all that matters It's the present moment You know And I think if you can remember that concept First of all, if you can understand the concept And then apply the concept And then master the concept It'll be so much easier To deal with The down times in your life difficult times in your life. And also, I think it'll enhance the positive and the good times in your life if you're present enough to appreciate it. You know what I mean? Truly appreciate it. So, mindfulness helps you through the ups and the downs, man. Self-knowledge helps you. And to gain self-knowledge, like I said, you got to be mindful. So, I think spending time with yourself is absolutely vital You got to ask yourself questions. You got to read about self-knowledge. How do you acquire self-knowledge? What is self-knowledge? You know what I'm saying? I think that's why I like philosophy and psychology so much because I'm extremely interested in how people's brains work. I'm interested in how my brain works. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really the center of everything. Is your mind. So if you can begin to understand it, how it works, why it works the way it does, what it needs, what it doesn't want, things like this. I mean, you're basically making it easier for yourself to be yourself, making it easier for yourself to be whoever it is you want to be, you know, and sticking with this theme of self-knowledge, I think one One thing that I hear a lot but definitely disagree with is you kind of you have to find yourself You got to find your purpose I think if you try to do that you're going to be miserable your whole life Looking for something that you already have with you You know what I'm saying? You don't have to find yourself You're right here You're right here You're not going anywhere You know what I'm saying You never separate you from yourself Or vice versa You're right here You don't have to find yourself And you don't have to find your purpose either Because it's not something you go out and look for In my opinion It's something that you create Both yourself and your purpose Those are things that you create bro You know and Yeah you gotta You gotta go outside of yourself You gotta leave the house You gotta experience life to get feedback, to see what you like and what you don't like. But I also think after you go out and you explore and you have these experiences, then you got to come back home and go inside and process those experiences, the feelings that you had, the thoughts that you had, and stuff like that, and try to make some meaning of it. You know what I'm saying? Use the feedback in a productive way. Don't just be like, yeah, I had that experience and that was it. You got to think deeper than that to see if you can really learn something from it. Because if not, you're just wasting your time. You're just going through life. It's going in one side of the brain and coming out the other side of the brain. Everything that you experience, you're not holding on to any any of it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this same English student of mine who talks to me a lot, who teaches me a lot about mindfulness, she believes and I, I don't want to mess this up, but the way I understand what she tells me, she believes that rena- reincarnation is real. She believes that based on the way that you live your life, based on the, the knowledge that you acquire, the understanding and really the wisdom that you acquire in this life will directly influence the kind of life that you will live in the next that didn't sound good. It'll directly influence your next life. For example, if you spend your entire life, you know, not learning anything, just doing stupid shit, never reflecting, never, never seeking knowledge, never, never growing or anything like that, your next life is going to be much, much more difficult. But if you go through life acquiring knowledge and wisdom, trying to grow you know what I'm saying, remaining dedicated to your cause, to your purpose in life, evolving as much as humanly possible, your next life will be much easier for you. It'll be easier to acquire new knowledge. It'll be easier to evolve and grow, you know? To those who have everything, everything will be given. And to those who have nothing, everything will Everything will be taken from. I fucked it up, man. That was going to sound really, really good after that thought. I fucked it up. But the idea is, how can I say? Your mentality is everything. If you're focused on positivity, if you're focused on evolving, if you're focused on growing, that's exactly what you're going to get. That's exactly what you're going to experience in life. If you're focused on the opposite, you're going to get that too. You know what I'm saying? So mentality is everything. You've got to take control of your mind. Because like I said earlier, you might be going through a downtime right now and you don't know what to do. You don't know who to turn to. You know, you maybe don't like yourself that much. And you feel like there's really no options for you. Whatever it is that you're going through, I don't know. Whatever it is that you're going through in this moment, good or bad, you maybe feel like you just don't know what to do. And in my experience, in moments like that, you got to go inside. You know, like I said, it can be very and extremely valuable to have good friends or family members or mentors that can listen to you and truly listen and try to understand what you have to say and then give you feedback or give you advice or maybe give you a different perspective on your problem or your situation, that is invaluable. And invaluable means it's like, it's like you can't put a price on that. You know what I'm saying? That's not something you can buy. So it's great if you can have that, but let's imagine that you don't. Then what? You gotta rely on yourself You know I've done I think episode 9 of this podcast Was in about independence And I talked about this same thing You know Through the ups and downs in life You gotta find a way To become self-sufficient A fully realized human being Mind, body, and soul You know So It's fucking difficult man I'm not trying to speak as if I'm fully realized Or if I'm totally self-sufficient In this moment But That's what I'm trying to become Or at least I think That's what I'm trying to become You know I don't know if there's a better feeling Than Being able to rely on yourself Being able to be Having so much ability So much self-knowledge So much wisdom That You don't need anyone else You just want other people you know you people are only in your life because you choose for them to be there not because you need them to be there hopefully that makes sense you know you can be truly independent for me that's what freedom is you know that's true freedom and that's what I want you know yeah I don't know if I've made my point in this podcast. I really, you know, I didn't really plan before I before I hit the record button. I just said five, four, three, two, one, bam, record. And I knew I wanted to talk about ups and downs because I was feeling down. So I thought it might be something, an interesting idea to explore. But I feel like I spent the last 30 minutes talking about mindfulness. But like I said, it's extremely important to be mindful and self-aware During the down times, because if you're not, man, you can get to a low point and just stay there. You know what I mean? It can be the simplest fucking thing that will bring you all the way down. All the way down. And if you don't have the self-awareness to understand what's going on, if you don't know yourself well enough to know what you need to get back up, you can just stay there in that low point. At that low point. And I don't know anybody who genuinely wants that. But I know a lot of people who genuinely experience that, you know. It's not good, man. It's not good. So I think self-knowledge helps in a lot of ways in the negative times because you start to learn and understand what makes you sad. What pisses you off. You know what I'm saying? What makes you angry? What irritates you? What triggers, you know, your depression or your anxiety you know, or whatever, any negative emotion that you may feel, you need to know these things. You need to know these things and be constantly aware of them. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not paying attention, something will trigger, you know, something in your brain and you're you're not even aware because you're just not paying attention. You know, there's nothing selfish about paying attention to just yourself. I don't care what they tell you, you're supposed to pay attention to yourself. You're supposed to take care of yourself. You're supposed to put yourself before other people because nobody's putting you before themselves. You're supposed to do that. I'm not saying being like a selfish asshole who never shares, who never gives, or anything like that. But take care of yourself first. You know, like on the when you when you get on the airplane. I'm not sure if you've ever been on an airplane, but they um they have like the little oxygen masks. Above you And in the case of an emergency Please put on your mask first And then assist other people Right Take care of your fucking self first Because if you die How the fuck are you going to help the person next to you If your life is a mess How are you going to help somebody else clean their life up If your brain is all chaotic And you have no, no control over it How are you going to help somebody else Solve their problems Get control of their brain It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, through the ups and the downs, man, be there for yourself. Get to know yourself. Love yourself. Hug yourself. You know what I'm saying? Talk to yourself. Just don't respond. And that's how you go crazy. But, be there for yourself. You know? It's extremely important. Because... This is just my personal belief, you know. You're born alone and you're going to die alone, bro. I don't care if you got a boyfriend and girlfriend, husband, wife, best friends, children, you're alone. You're alone. Nobody is inside of you except you. Nobody can live for you. So in that sense, you're alone. Nobody can walk in your shoes Or nobody can walk for you So you gotta take step after step My friend Even in the bad Especially in the bad times You gotta keep walking Keep on pushing And the only way I see that being possible Is When you know yourself well enough To know What pushes you forward And if you haven't If you haven't found that thing that pushes you forward If you haven't identified it I would say that's something you need to put On the top of the list You know I'm still trying to find it myself You know what I'm saying I'm still trying to create my purpose Myself And figure out Who exactly am I And who is the person that I'm trying to create I'm still doing that myself You know and it's a daily thing. That's another thing I probably should mention if you're still listening at what we forty three minutes. If you're still listening, that's another thing I would like to mention is it's a daily struggle. Life. Like I said, it's ups and downs, man. It ebbs and flows. So some days are good, some days are bad. Some days are fucking terrible. But that's life. I mean, that's okay. As long as you don't die and you wake up the next day, excuse me, it means you've got more steps to take. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy to forget that. I personally forget that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you take breaks, you get complacent, you know, you let your, your lack of motivation convince you that something is no longer worth doing or pursuing. And I think that's when you lose, you know? When you take days off, when you take vacations, when you neglect things that you know you're supposed to deal with, that you know you're supposed to do, that's when you lose. That's when you set yourself up for the downfall. Oh, shit. That's when you set yourself up for the downfall, for failure, you know? is when you're not attending to yourself and to your life, to your mind on a daily basis. You know That's why so many people Who are truly Who are true practitioners Of mindfulness They they meditate Every day Sometimes multiple times a day Constantly bringing everything Back to center And getting back in touch With themselves You know I guess that's a good place To cut it man Anything else Would probably be Redundant at this point So Whatever you're going through I don't know You know what I'm saying I'm not aware But whatever you're going through man Whether you're at an uptown An uptown Whether you're at In You know A high point in your life Or a low point in your life Just know It's life It's life man And you got all the answers You just have to pull them out And when I say pull them out I mean pull them out of yourself Because it's all in your head You know Maybe you don't have the answer right now Maybe you don't have the solution right now Maybe you don't have what you think you need right now But everything In due time Everything And that doesn't mean that you don't have to do your part I don't mean just sit and wait for some shit to happen Make some shit happen. You know what I mean? Make things happen. But what I'm saying is be patient. And learn to appreciate the bad times for what they are. Because they're learning experiences just like the good times. If anything, you learn more from your bad experiences than you do from the good ones. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate it. And I appreciate you, you know, for listening to me ramble for the last 45 minutes. Hopefully, you took something from this podcast. If not, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'll try better next time. All right? But this has been another episode of Life in English. I've been your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you later. Peace.
0: Hold up.